welcome everybody to the Loose Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Cabanzi. It is Sunday, guys, after a match against the uh, Seattle Sounders last night at Allianz Field. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I wanted to mention before we get started here, guys, I was at my uh, sister-in-law's uh, uh, celebration of life today. Um, so I apologize if I'm a little bit off because it's been a long weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch the game last night and I've been all over the board today with people. So yeah, it's been a crazy day, uh, but I need this podcast to kind of center me from where I've been for the past couple weeks. Um, guys, I wanted to bring up something before we we're getting into beers right now, but I wanted to bring this up a story. I, I actually pulled up. Um, it's uh, it was from a, a beer magazine, I guess. And it cited uh, Minneapolis as one of the uh, top cities guys to find craft beers, nice. which shouldn't surprise any of us. Right. No. Yeah. Surprise you guys. It doesn't surprise me at all. No, yeah. Um, definitely doesn't surprise me but i mean i it's just like i said it's you know all you guys have traveled around too it's blown up everywhere it's it's hard it's kind of it's a little subjective i would say but maybe they just go volume well they didn't for... no they didn't name they didn't do like a one through whatever ranking they just named the uh, i think it was the top 20 minneapolis is in there um but let's let's talk about what other cities in there guys because some of the cities are kind of surprising to me um yes san diego which hmm. Hmm. Stone I can see that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that one of our listeners, Tim Bergen, he um he was just texting me like a week ago complaining about the quality of California craft beers. And I had to admit that I haven't had too many uh Californian craft beers. So well it's uh, he, I guess maybe he just hasn't been drinking enough from Dave, uh San Diego. But. It's funny you bring this up because there's three California cities on this list. Well, no kidding. So where the fuck is he going? I I, I don't know. I, so, I should find out. Is San Francisco one of them? San Fran is one. Okay, the top, the three on my list right now, guys, are San Diego, Anaheim, and San Francisco. All right, those three yeah. are the top. They're not the top, but they're in the list. I've uh, I've had some San Fran beer. I went out to San Fran a few years ago for my for my cousin's birthday and uh, had and we visited like three or four different breweries, and they have some good beers out there. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, maybe the problem is distribution. Like I said, I haven't tried a lot of California craft beers, maybe because I want to focus on local, of course, like we do on the podcast. But uh, it might just be the ones that are available here in Minnesota to purchase. Yeah. Um, next, guys, we have a Portland and Seattle. That doesn't um, surprise me at all. And and Dave and I can attest that Seattle has a really good craft brew. We, we were out there a couple of years ago. They have a really craft, big craft brew, along with pot, because they have a lot of pot stuff out there too. So that um, Chicago, of course. Been to Chicago. They have great craft brew out there. Asheville, North Carolina, guys. Really? Oh, wow. So I'm trying to think of what big breweries are in Asheville, North Carolina. Can you guys think of anything out of Asheville? I, I feel like I've seen one from North Carolina, but I don't know that yeah. it's. Yeah. Uh, it says uh, New Belgium is out there. Oh. Oh, okay. wait a minute. Yeah. Didn't it, they do Belgium. the Voodoo Ranger, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's, that sounds right, then. Yeah. Um, Denver, Colorado. Uh, David. Yep. That one's on there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Boston. And there Mass- it's. It's a, it's a great craft brew scene down there. Had uh, had a few 
in uh, not just Denver, but in uh, in Golden up there too. Mm-hmm. Golden, is oh, a Golden good Colorado, one. yeah. Yep. Interesting that that you got the uh, North Carolina and Colorado reference because New Belgium, you mentioned Connor that they they started, I believe, in Fort Collins or Colorado mm-hmm. somewhere with their fat that, tire beer years ago. You know, I, I thought that was the case. Yeah, that that I saw New Belgium on Asheville's uh, map, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, there they are. I yeah, know. they. I think that was their. They expanded. That was their second location. So that's interesting. Okay. Nice. Uh, and actually, sorry, one more thing, Tony. Uh, going just going back to Seattle. My favorite beer in the world is Elysian Space Dust out of Seattle. Oh, it's um, good. that's good stuff. Yeah, that's I good that IPA. I you love can, that one. You can find that around here, actually. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, uh, they, my, uh, they're sold yeah. in liquor stores, and yeah. uh, for yeah. a while, uh, they sold it in the Buffalo Wild Wings right across yeah. from uh, TCF mm-hmm. Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. So we got uh, Boston, of course. Boston had some good craft brews from there. Sam Sam Adams, uh, they have yeah. some good craft brews there. Uh, Austin, Texas, not uh, I can see that. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, that'd be interesting. Which, yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know Philadelphia beers. I'm not sure. They're probably some good ones. They made the list. Cleveland, Ohio. That surprises me. Yeah, uh, Cleveland. I don't think of like craft beer. I think of like. Yeah, Coors Light or Bud Light or you know whatever. Philadelphia, yeah, Philadelphia. I don't know specifically. You said Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. when I think of Pennsylvania, I do a couple beers come to mind, like Yingling. Isn't that a Pennsylvania beer? It is. It is. It is. So yeah. yeah, and then yeah. and then also now defunct or out, out of business, but the old Latrobe, uh, Pennsylvania. Latrobe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That brewery. Right. Yeah. Uh, New York, New York. Uh, of course, you know. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is, I think, Bell's is out of there. And yeah, I think so. um, yeah. some other beers, probably. Oh, uh, Superior, uh, what is it? not Superior Brewing, but it's something, it's something Superior, but whatever it is, but it's a good beer. Uh, Dave, here's something for you Burlington, Vermont, Dave. No kidding. Burlington. No, really? My hometown. Burlington, yeah. his hometown. Dave's hometown. Um, we like wow. to, I don't know if anybody, viewer, listeners probably don't know this, they might. But Dave is not really a true Minnesotan. He was Pretty born close. born in Vermont, in yeah. Burlington. Um, so he's a, he's an East Coaster. Um, yeah, yeah. Technically, I, yeah, I spent my first 11, 10, 11 years out there. Yeah. Moved out here when I was going into yeah. sixth grade. So yeah, I, I pretty much Minnesotan. By yeah. no, you're not. You're not. You're not. <laughs> no, you're I'm not. not. Okay. <laughs> I just that's interesting about. I I have not had. I've not seen a lot of Vermont. I mean, when when the craft beer kind of started gaining in popularity, I know that. <laughs> And there's a couple of cider companies that uh, were out of Vermont that were pretty popular, but uh, mm. yeah, interesting. That's Burlington. And the final one, guys, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I can see that. Yeah. that that's which, a beer town. Which I can see. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. A, a beer town. It's a, I, a I, big beer town. You would think the Midwest would be highly represented mm-hmm. on that list just because of, like, no, that's what you do. That's what people think we do here. Well, let's drink beer. But. Before we get into our beers, guys, let's briefly talk about uh, 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 Dan, is Dan O. Sterling? Oh, yeah. Dan O posted a, uh, a Twitter follower, and uh, I think he's a listener too, posted a, 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 a map of excessive drinking in the United States. Yep. And Wisconsin was like full-blown like... Yeah, it was dark blue, yeah. Dark blue. Minnesota <laughs> yeah. was like half dark blue. Iowa is like pretty much blue. And I made the I put it on there. I said, you can tell where the people from the Midwest from Minnesota and Wisconsin, Iowa go to retire into Florida because like the, the counties on the, the borders of Florida on the coast 
were all dark blue. So the drinkers from up here, when they retire, they all go down to where David lives now. Right. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, I guess with the exception of like Orlando and some other bigger no, cities, it, most it, of the population lives along our coast too. But again, but that's where all the, the snowbirds go. They, sure. they, and they bring their drinking down to Florida. Right, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. John. Yeah. I See? mean, I, I, I think, you know, the vast majority of people in Florida are probably, you know, Miami up to Daytona. Yeah. And that's not the darkest part of that map. No. The darkest part of that map was Tampa south to Naples. Where you live. Which is David. where all the Midwesterners where, where David, where you live. Yeah. Where you were right. in the, the hub of the drinkers yeah. of Florida. That's where you are. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Which is and not surprising. It's not surprising you live there because you're a drinker and right. yeah. I mean, and and on top of that, I mean, between Tampa, Sarasota, um, you know, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Naples, mm-hmm. there's got to be 40, 45 breweries. Yeah. I mean, there's there a are lot. a lot of breweries lot. in this area. Which we'll talk about another one today, right? Yeah. Well, well talk- we've talked about this one already. Okay. But let's talk about beers, guys. Because uh, we're all drinking uh, Minnesota craft beers and Florida craft beers. I'll go first, guys, because I have a brewery that I don't think we've had on this podcast for a long time. And there's a reason why. Um, because I'm not a big, I hate to say it. I'm not a big fan of this brewery. I like some of their beers, but I have a history with this brewery. Uh, Dave knows the story. The place I used to work at, uh, uh, probably 15 years ago would have beer parties and they'd get a lot of, uh, uh, macro brews, Coors Lights, whatever. Then they get, uh, beers from this certain place. And the macro brews will always run out. And then you had to start drinking this beer from Minnesota beer. And I, I, I didn't like it at that point because I wasn't in the craft beers. And it's always stuck with me. Like the taste of it has always stuck with me. Like, I don't like this taste. And again, that's, that's my problem. Not anybody else's. I'm sure you guys probably like some of their beers. But I have from Summit, guys. Summit Brewing in St. Paul. It's their Twins Pills, guys. So I oh. made a beer for the Minnesota Twins this year. Nice. Mr. Pilsner. Um, it is, again, it's a Summit beer. You can taste the Summit in the beer. And now, I don't know, again, I don't know if that's my problem. It probably is my problem because I, I think it might be, Tony. Yeah, I think it might be. I think <laughs> it could be. So <laughs> it's good, but for me, it's not great. You guys will probably enjoy it a lot. Summit, I have no problems with Summit whatsoever. Okay. Well, I don't, I, but they make good beers, but I have an issue. I should probably go to counseling for it <laughs> to see if I can get over my problems with what some it tastes like. But yeah, I had to pick it up because it's a twins beer. They made it for the twins this year. And it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's a Pilsner. It's, it's fantastic, but yeah. Mm. Do you guys have any beers that you have a problem like that with? Not uh, not the history, not, not like a, a bad history of like, oh, I had too much of this beer one night and now I can't can't uh, drink it anymore. But it's it's psychological. Yeah. It's psychological, guys. I, it and really yeah, lot, it totally it is. is. Yeah. It, I have a liquor is. that I have a liquor that I have a problem. I won't drink anymore because of bad memories. Is it but Captain Morgan? No, it's a close though. It's uh Ron Diaz. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We all have, we guys, we all have those issues. I, I think all of us have that and we probably don't know it, but when you were younger, you got something that you fucking absolutely hated. And then your taste buds got better and you still have that problem. I yeah. think, you know, yeah, I think, I think you, I think you mentioned, or you, when you mentioned like summit, that's, you know, mm-hmm. blasphemy for, for probably a lot of people maybe mm-hmm. listening that like beer that, Oh, how can you not like summit? It's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of that way with grain belt premium. Oh. Yeah, you are. Not, yeah. just don't like that taste. Yeah. I, there's something yeah. about it, and yeah. but I don't think that stems from oh gosh, I had a bad experience with it. I just I've never been a fan. I now to be fair, Grain Belt, I do love their uh, Northeast beer, but I think if you're describing it that way, Dave, I think mine might be Blue Moon. Actually, oh. um, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the way the Blue that Blue Moon just kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big. I think it may it might be like the thickness or just just the taste. I'm not sure, but it just it it has never yeah. tasted right to me. You know. see, you see, guys. I mean, yeah. I was listeners. We don't like every beer that we have in this pot. I mean, we have mm-hmm. our different things. It's not like we're just like in love fest with everything that we drink. You know, right. right? Some of us don't like certain things. That's the way it works. Okay? I mean, y'all remember right. the the big. Um, watermelon cucumber yeah. chocolate peanut butter yeah. uh porter that i had of course. <laughs> yeah yeah that was again um uh, I, I mean 95 percent of the time on this podcast we love the beers mm. that we drink yeah five percent we don't and doesn't mean that the rest of us won't like it it's just one person making a comment about it that's it i think a lot of people love this summit pills at twins summit pills i think they will me Again, my Summit problem, not a fan, but Summit's a great, they make some good beers. I've had some of their other craft beers and I like them. So the one they have at the uh, Loons Games, which one is that, guys? Do you remember? Um, uh, they have the EPA. Oh, I yeah. do like yeah. that one. Yeah. I like that one. I like that, I like that one. I like that, that, one. that one's my beer of choice I like whenever that. I go to like Allianz. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, off of Summit, uh, Connor, what's your drink tonight? Uh, I have a new brewery tonight, Ooh. everybody. Some of um, and yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised this has never been on there on there because I've been going to this brewery for years. But uh, you guys heard of East Lake Craft Brewery in oh. uh, in Uptown or I guess Midtown? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it would be so if you're heading north on 335W towards uh, downtown Minneapolis, uh, then you get off at Lake Street. It's on the um, uh, what what side is that? that that's the east side of uh, mm-hmm. lake street and it's right in the midtown world market oh it's a oh, little really cool. kind of corner just just a place in the corner but it's a it's a great brewery it's got a great tap room and i'm having a double ipa mm-hmm. called the dank aaron um <laughs> nice I, yeah i like this title um the dank aaron it's uh i'm i've i've this is my first time trying it and i'm a huge fan uh, and I think it's because of the Cascade hops. I've always had, I've always been a big fan of Cascade hops in an IPA. Uh, they have a little um, description on it. Um, it's kind of funny because they have some stats about the beer, but they phrase it like this. Uh, Dan Karen is a double IPA that hits all the right stats. 100 plus IBU, 9% ABV, and 755 home runs. Um, wow. <laughs> good old good old dang aaron huh yeah <laughs> this is pretty dang <laughs> stickier than pine tar from copious amounts of cascade chinook and amarillo hops dank aaron rounds the bases of flavor and aroma <laughs> citrus pine earthy and resin 
This is a beer that can hit that can hit it anywhere, anytime. Just make sure that you can get home safely. Nice. Nice. This is delicious. It's right up my alley. Um, I would oh i am definitely going to be heading to east lake more often now um yeah. I, went, I went there on thursday with my buddy josh who was also a big craft beer fan so so that reminds me of uh i'm trying to think what the brewery is but a brewery makes for the state fair minnesota state fair makes a kirby pucker every year oh yeah i can't what, is, even, what brewery is I that remember what brewery it is but they make a kirby mm. pucker it might be a might be lift bridge or oh lift bridge sounds right actually yeah um, yeah uh, but yeah, they make a curry pucker beer, which is fantastic. Oh, it's East Lake. It is it's, East Lake. Holy shit! It's East Lake yeah. Brewing. Holy okay, fuck. so so they must have yeah, obviously well, must be baseball fans. Holy crap! They love love baseball there. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I sure do. Wow. They're gonna make a. I, uh, I didn't even see it on. I didn't even see it on their their menu when I was there. So that's uh, maybe I just missed it. They're gonna make like a seasonal like. Yeah. Yeah. They make a. They make a kill a stout or a. Herbeck ale or something like that. I mean, yeah, baseball fans. So of course, yeah. The her the Herbach the Herbach the Herbach. Yeah. That's a yeah. Herbach. There yeah. we go. <laughs> East Lake Brewing. If you're listening, Herbach yeah. next round. Herbach beer. Just yeah, make a Maybach. Yeah. Although I don't think you can do that because uh, what's the Nine Mile Brewing in uh, Bloomington? Is it Nine Mile? Yeah. They yeah. just did a beer with Kent Herbeck this week. Oh, cool. That's, yeah, he was that's down there brewing it, so it was pretty cool. Uh, well, great, Connor. A new brewery, fantastic, and a brewery that, good lord, I thought we hit every freaking brewery in Minneapolis we possibly could, and Connor yeah. pulls up one that we haven't been to. So, good. For yeah, you. well, and, and I know there are a few other ones uh, around the city too that yeah. I, I mean, I've, uh, I've, I'm a big fan of, and I'm sure I'll have him have another one on the podcast next time. Uh, um, I definitely have a plan for one of them. Before we get to Dave or David, uh, speaking of new breweries, uh, Heavy Rotation Guys opens in Brooklyn Park this week. Um, Dave and I are going to hopefully get up there next Friday after work to check it out, have a beer, maybe get some crowlers for the next podcast. So um, that'll be nice. Uh, Speaking of that, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? I am not drinking a new brewery, but I am drinking a new beer that I was kind of... uh excited about it. I don't know. I got a beer from Indeed Brewing Company, of course, in Northeast Minneapolis that we've all been to and uh, I've had many of their beers, but I ended up going with one that I had not seen before. It's been out, I think, for a while, but it's called their, it's Chai Velvet. Mm-hmm. So it's a, basically an amber ale with uh, chai spices and uh, they add lactose to it. So yeah, it's essentially, I mean, if you're a fan of chai tea, you'd like this. Obviously, it's got that cinnamon kind of pumpkin spice note to it and it doesn't it's not quite like drinking a pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin spice latte or beer like i've done on this podcast but it does obviously have that it has that feel to it but it's really it's incredibly smooth just because uh the lacto i think is probably because of the lactose makes it kind of velvety smooth tasting easy drinking although it comes in at 7.2 percent, and that's a little surprising to me only because i I just haven't even finished my first one yet but uh it does, it's just so smooth. It doesn't taste that strong at all. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good, especially on a night like tonight. It's good. It's a seasonal beer, by the way. You won't find this all the, all year round, but it's a good one for kind of a what's turned into kind of a cool rainy evening. But kind of perfect. So mm-hmm. you know, not quite uh, uh, Florida weather, but uh, good deal. Sure good. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to David, I just want to mention, guys. I also am drinking uh, the 
Chill City Chugger from Fulton. And this beer is now year-round. So you can find this beer at your local liquor store anytime you go and say, Fulton, this will be around. So drink up because I love this shit. Fantastic. Shot. Chill I City Chugger. Chill City Chugger, yeah. Keep a lookout for it. Yeah. Um, David, you got a uh, Florida beer for us tonight? Yeah, so I am drinking a beer that is going, going, going gone, actually. Oh. Um, oh. Sorry to just keep that baseball thing going. <laughs> yeah, there you, um, go. there, you go. there you go. So this is from a brewery that I've had. Yes, we had on before. Uh, it's Coastal Days um, out of downtown Fort Myers. It was their fourth anniversary this weekend. And they announced this beer and actually tapped it on Tuesday. Um, they announced it early, I think, last weekend. And as soon as I saw it on Instagram, I was like, I'm going to get that. Um, I think I even mentioned it to you guys on message like yep. Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, I immediately thought it was going to be a good beer and it's phenomenal. It's a mango orange vanilla blonde. Holy shit. Oh, wow. It sounds um, like a creamsicle. Kinda. Yeah, oh. it's, and I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't know what the um, ABV is. I think it was around five something. Yeah. Um, they have a standard blonde ale that I'm assuming it's built off of because it, I think I kind of get a hint of it. Um, which is a great blonde ale. Um, but this thing, it's the vanilla is perfect. You don't taste really vanilla at all. It's just super creamy. Um, there's more mango than orange. You get that kind of that uh, bite that mango has. Um, the IBUs, I don't know. It's, it's deceiving because, like I said, that mango already has that bite, and there are so many hot tropical hops that have that mango flavor mm -hmm. that it's hard to tell what's mango and what's hops. Um, but it's just, it's, I don't know, can a beer be gorgeous? I mean, it's <laughs> fantastic. It's kind of hazy. That looks nice. Um, looks and good. It's, it's got, I don't know, it's like an orangey yellow. Mm -hmm. It's it's really good. So, um, question, David. Um when we come down to Florida in June, is that beer available to be brought to Miami with you guys? With you over um, there? No, it is literally going, going off. Um, oh. It was tapped only for their fourth anniversary. Wow. Um, mm. And it was sold out as of this afternoon. I don't know if it sold out yesterday. Um, hey, that's right. You said that. That's right. Yeah, I, I went Friday afternoon with my father-in-law um, and had this beer immediately knew I was going to get a, a growler of it. So got a growler before we left. It's yeah, it's really good. And quite honestly, it's too, I put it on, um, I put it on the sunshine moons, Instagram that I wish this was around all the time because this yeah. might be the best beer I've had since moving to Florida. Wow. It's just really, wow. really good. That's um, saying something right there. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Can't, can't say anything more than I could go on and on about just saying how fantastic it is. Well, awesome. I mean, good beers from Florida. We had good beers from Minnesota, guys. Let's talk about something that's not good. Let's mm. talk about the Loons game from last night, guys. Uh, let's just call the pod. Let's just call oh, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're on a really good streak right now. We yeah, can't yeah, probably just end I like it. what we've we been talking about so far. Can't do that, guys. We have to talk about the Loons. Um, as everybody knows, uh, okay. we played we played Seattle last night. And Seattle's kind of our nemesis. Uh, we don't do good against Seattle. 
regardless of where we're at, Seattle, Minnesota, I think we could play on the freaking moon and still not do good against them. But it was a home game. Connor, you were there. I was there. Um, yep. And uh, let's talk first, guys, about the starting lineups because it was interesting. We 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 talked about this on a text and back and forth. Who's going to be available? International call-ups happen. Who's going to be around for the Loons? Who's going to be around for Seattle? Seattle's guys were all there because they had international call-ups that were uh, from the United States. Morris and uh, who's the other guy from the United States? Is that uh, uh, Rodon? Rodon, who didn't even leave the bench during the call-up. Uh, but we had a couple guys. So I think Robin Lud was gone. Um, Bongi was gone. Uh, Kel- I think that was. Box Boxel Rosales, Box, yep. Was Boxel gone too? No, no, no. Boxel. Okay, he was he was still here. Okay, uh, yeah, Rosales was gone. Rosales Ariaga was gone. Was gone. Ari- yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have some guys we're missing, and that that was the int- that was kind of the interesting thing about Ariaga, who was not in the eighteen last night. Um, mm-hmm. and he left. Um, you know, I thought he left early yeah. from his international duty. Didn't, uh, but was not available. You know, so that that one's kind of a mystery, even though Rosales, you know, well, was there. Yeah, there there's obviously something going on there. Um, I mentioned that I thought I saw something about visa issues again, um, but I could not find that again, so I have no idea. Well, that um, would make that would make sense though, because uh, Rosales also played for the Honduran national team over the break, and he's back just fine. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. seeing that Ariaga couldn't make the trip with him, uh, that reason would make sense yeah. um i will say i was a little bit surprised i mean i guess i i wouldn't say surprised but i knew this has happened uh taxi our new guy lawrence was not in the starting lineup he was on the bench right. which i guess doesn't surprise me because he's not in with the system yet uh so dj taylor gets one on one side the bossy on the other and we have Kellman and box in the middle um Will Trap gets to start in the middle, guys, midfield with Asani Dotson in the midfield with him, uh, which goes to the Ariaga thing of was he fit? Was he not? I mean, we don't know. It, Ariaga, I think Ariaga was on the bench, wasn't he? No, he wasn't no, in the no. 18. He wasn't in the 18. Okay. He wasn't. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then the crazy thing, guys, and this, when I saw the starting lineup, guy, I was like, whatever. Robin Lude, uh, Reynoso, and then, Dunlady out there, yeah, on yeah, the left wing. That that on the was left wing, so that which was is the one that was a shocker, kind of from a weird. It, yeah, weird. that's I mean, weird. You don't expect Dunlady to to start in the, that uh, left no, wing position. No, um, if anything, oh. you expect him to start where Amaria did, which yeah. would be insane to start with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I I mean, you have to think that it was Heath playing it safe, knowing that. Franco obviously didn't train all week. Yeah. Um, and Bongi, you know, may or may not have flown around the country or around the globe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, he, he may have spent some time in South Africa for all we know. But um, I mean, so travel could have be could be a big issue with Bongi being younger. Maybe he was just Heath was a bit concerned to start him. Um, but yeah, Dunlotti was a massive but dense creature. What I want to say about this, guys, is that. Bongi being younger, I think that would be okay because you're more as a young guy, you can come back from that stuff. Oh, you know, yeah, you can definitely. you can be more. He's 21 years old. 
Remember, yeah. remember we, we were all 21 and we could just like drink like for five days in a row and be okay. I mean, seriously, right? I bogged right, you. Yeah. Come on, right? So that was a head scratcher for me. And I think it was a head scratcher for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, who are Loons fans, seeing Delani out there like, really? I mean, why? I, I honestly, uh, this is a theory of mine. I think Adrian Heath was doing his best passive aggressive Minnesota impression to give mm. to send a message funny oh, sure. ears sure. to Adrian Anu. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think he's just being vindictive. Because honestly, aside from making that assumption that maybe Bongi went from South Africa to, to France back to South Africa then to the US. Uh-huh. Like that, I mean what other reason could you possibly come up with playing Abu Dinladi, who isn't even suited to be on the left. Yeah. On the left yeah. over your two million a year DP yeah. striker uh, who has seen no more than 10 minutes. You're right. I mean, Adrian Anu has been given the, I'll say it, the shaft this year. Uh, people on social media have seen that. And this would have been the perfect game, if you're worried about Bongi, to put Adrian Anu on that side and say, okay, but well, well, Adrian, show me what you got. Right. And we didn't I mean, do that. Yeah. I mean, even if it's out of position, you can't make any argument because mm-hmm. you're playing Bin Laden out of position. So what's the point? I mean, it's, it's and weird. The other thing that frustrates me guys, of course, is it's Seattle, right? Right. You got to put your best 11 against Seattle. You cannot play around with your starting lineup against Seattle because Seattle will come out and just, they will cut you. I mean, they will get you. Yeah. So putting Dunlady out there is like, holy shit. Seattle must have been like, hey, holy shit, they got Dunlady out here. What the? F-? They're not even trying right now. Yeah. So let's get into the game, guys. Uh, I didn't. Again, I didn't watch it. I had stuff going on last night. You guys watch it, Connor. You were there. Uh, but uh, what I see from the first probably ten minutes. Uh, was some good attempts by the loons. I mean, they were making some progress, right? So, um, yeah, the first 10 minutes, the loons were definitely trying to be on the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they tried to come out and, uh, what's the word? Um, est- Establish themselves as the power uh, early in the match, which, mm-hmm. I mean, great. I, I, say go, I say go for it. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't result in any goals. Oh. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, they they definitely came out in the front foot. Yeah, you yeah, know, and I think what we saw from Dinlotti was exactly what we should expect to see from. Him. He had 15 really good minutes, or yeah. really decent minutes, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Um, you know, we we had a couple good opportunities that um, you know exposed Seattle a little bit with Dinlotti's pace and a few good breaks. Um, I believed in Lottie's one shot off the crossbar was even in that first 15. Yeah, um, it was. It was I mean, the, it was in the 14th minute. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we saw exactly what we should expect from Lottie. He had a flash of like 15-ish minutes, and that's all you should expect. Um, defensively, we were fine, too, for the most part, except for one ugly moment that also had to do with Dinlotti. Um 
And that was not shocking either. His defense has always been poor. He never tracks back because he's forward. Yeah. Why would he why would he be expected to? Um, and we were left yeah. wide completely exposed. Um, yeah, I think was it uh, Will Trapp that was just really going after him. Yeah, just yeah, Debossi kind of yelled at him a bit too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was and it, I, I think he's actually settled down. I should say Abu kind of corrected himself and settled down and started track back. But um, yeah, that was the bright spot of the match for the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember making a comment, you know, I was quite optimistic, you know, you know, given the history of Seattle, but I mean, I remember making a comment like 15 minutes in saying, Hey, this is, this team's impressing me. Obviously the finishing was an issue, but even in that first 15 minutes, but they just impressed me with some of their position, dribbling, pa- even passing. It, it gave me a reason to be optimistic, but uh, it quickly deteriorated. I'd say, unfortunately. You know, David, I think you hit the I think you hit the nail right on the head there with uh, seeing uh, fifteen minutes, fifteen good minutes from Dunlady a game, and I think and later I want to circle back to that when we when we end the match, but uh, I I definitely want to circle back to that afterwards. No, no. So, first amendment guys look great. After that, I'm seeing a lot of Seattle, 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 Seattle. And did you yeah. guys, I mean, and when you guys are watching it, do you see that in Seattle, like trying to turn the tables a little bit? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, I've started organizing my notes like first 15, then 30, then half, then, mm-hmm. you know, the 60 and then 75. And every single 15 minutes, it's like my comments say, you know, started defenses faltering in the 30th. And then all of a sudden, halftime, the defense started falling apart. And then it's like, yeah. as we go on, it's like, it, the, comments about the defense getting more and more negative um and and that's exactly what was happening it it just as as you said tony it was just kind of seattle over and over and over and it just started looking sloppier and sloppier in midfield um we couldn't uh, dave you pointed out and sorry you might want to say this yourself you pointed out in your messages that um we couldn't play the ball through the midfield at all i mean it was just it was just a mess um and that had a lot to do with will trap just being terrible um mm-hmm. and it, you know he was the direct result of the first seattle goal um but that those are my thoughts i don't think i saw anything positive on offense really at all for not past next, those first 15 minutes yeah, yeah. for the next 35 40 minutes you'd have you um, had to wait quite a while into the game yeah, to more so um guys uh sorry i was interrupted by a, a, a somebody here again it's the cableless thing we got people all over the place but yes from what i saw it looks like seattle was doing a lot of the attacking and we were kind of just standing back should we talk about the first goal guys from seattle because i've watched this a couple times and it's a it's a great goal and my question to you guys is was there any way we could stop that goal? Yes. Um, I'll let, I mean, maybe I'll let David take this one, but I mean, I think basically wasn't, wasn't that, didn't that, wasn't that you said he will trap kind of directly led to that goal. Yes. I think it was yeah. his yes. turnover. Yeah. Will yeah, he turned it was a bad right. header. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then just not tracking back well enough. And I think yeah. Dotson, his, you know, both, I don't know. Yeah. They both look terrible and you already said that, but that was just you, if you wanted to pick one moment, and yeah. circle the defensive mid and just say, look at this play. I mean, this shitty, shitty play. That was it. And then it was, it just seemed like 
uh, Dotson was just, I've said this for other matches, but not, and not specifically about him, but just sometimes you, it seems like there's clearly a lack of effort. And that's what it looked like to me yep. on that play. And for much of the, the you know, end of the, yeah. end of the first half, start of the second half, obviously. Yeah. It was just kind of a brutal sequence. There wasn't a lot of effort on that. Paulo gets the goal to be fair though. Um, Tony, um, that if you want to talk about the goal, we should. The goal, never mind the mistakes, the goal was a banger. I mean, yeah. and yeah. he's been known oh, to definitely. do that against yeah. Minnesota before. Yeah. So it wasn't like wasn't, it wasn't like wasn't a chip last shot. Year? Wasn't it la- didn't last year the Seattle, I think, beat Minnesota 4 0 in Seattle? And, and Joel Paulo and, got a got a banger that game too. Yeah. yeah. So he was well, yeah, uh, I you know it, it's it yeah. You know, the, it's it's funny. It's hard to look at goals and not try to blame the defense. Mm-hmm. But this was absolutely not. In fact, both Seattle goals were absolutely not the defense's fault. I mean, it was everything was wrong with the defensive mid. Dave, you nailed it perfectly. There was lack of effort. There's just complacency um, from both Trap and Dotson on that mm-hmm. play. It was like, oh, we gave it up. Okay, well, whatever. Yep. And it, they they were chasing the entire play. Um, and it's, it, I don't want to take anything away from Paulo's goal because again, as we've already said, it's, it was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, there's nothing we can do. Absolutely nothing. The defense was left without any options other than yeah. to just watch him take the shot. And the, the problem guys is you never want to go into halftime down one nil, especially if they score a goal right before halftime. And this is what happened. Um, 38th minute, they score a goal. That's always bad. You never it's it, again, I, I've said this before. Never want to go into halftime with a goal right before halftime because it just ruins your whole mood. Well, yeah, yeah. And especially, especially with this club. I mean, what's been the problem through four now five games? It's scoring. been been scoring. I mean, they, they've averaged one goal mm-hmm. a game, one. And so you get down by one goal, and guess what? Now all of a sudden you start to feel like, well, Maybe they can come back for and 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 you know get a draw, get a point out of this game. But it's just you just immediately deflates deflates the atmosphere because now it feels like you not only you're chasing the game, you're basically chasing a point. And yeah. maybe that's just the way that that that's just the feel that the season has going for it right now. Well, and I will say this, guys. After the at the half, uh, Heath did make a change. He brought Dinwadi out, but yeah. he puts in Rosales. Yeah. Now, now, my question again, guys, is Bongi. Hello. Yeah. I mean, you're looking for a you're looking for a spark, something to start something against Seattle. You're down one nil. Why? Why don't you bring Bongi? No, he I, is your spark plug. He's your absolutely. spark plug. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, but Bongi is the young guy that uh, that has a lot of speed. Yeah. Has a lot of, uh, um, shall we say, enthusiasm in his game. Yeah. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of skill. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought Bongi would be the obvious choice. Um, instead, you bring in Rosales, who does does he even play on the left side? I don't even I, know. If no. He does. I don't, um, no, he no, yeah. So, so but it, it doesn't make any logical sense yeah, to bring in Rosales no. instead of mm-hmm. uh, instead of. Uh, Bongi. Yeah. And, it, you know, at the same time, I think this is right around the time that I'm texting you guys and said, what 
what formation are we even playing? I yeah, I think I said it looked like a three six one. I mean, yeah, yeah. you did, <laughs> and it it made no sense. Uh, yeah. And it later on they settled into what I believe ended up being a four three three. Um, right, but it was like even then, even then I, I made a comment about how Dotson was so far out of position that he wasn't. He didn't even look like he was a he was a right back. I couldn't even tell because he was never where he was supposed to be. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was there and it was like, Oh, okay. We are actually make playing something normal. Um, but it's like there, we, we talked about how Adrian Heath may have issues with tactical awareness, but this match was a complete disaster. The, the continued, not bringing in Bongi, the most bizarre formations, whatever transition that we had at the beginning of the second half. Yeah. Um, you know, just not controlling, um, not controlling, Den, uh, sorry, uh, Dotson and getting him into position, you know, just nothing seemed to it it was like a vomit on the field yeah yeah and for to me what it feels like is first of all credit seattle i mean minnesota came out in the front foot and seattle made adjustments Mm -hmm. and i feel like it almost feels like from a minnesotan point point of view it it feels like you know he's trying to fit a square into a circle a pegged hole or whatever circle into a square peg you know the the, that analogy but even that almost like like the game Never mind the scoreline, never mind the feel of the game, the flow of the game. It just feels like before the game, he has in his mind a, a set of players that he wants to feature in the game. True, true. And, yep. and maybe, okay, X player is going to – I only want to see him out there for a half hour or a different player is going to have 45 minutes. But it's almost like he has it in his mind before the game that this is what he's going to do, this is who he's going to use, and it doesn't – game flow doesn't seem to matter. Adjustments, tactical right. adjustments don't seem to matter. He's forcing it in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think that's, that's perfectly said, Dave, um, that, which, uh, I mean, I mean, later on you see, uh, you see an even weirder sub where Kamar Lawrence comes in for, um, for, for who was it? It was, um, well, he came in for Coleman. Well, he came in for Coleman, but then what was the other one? It was, uh, it was, a, I think we, we took off a defender for, um, the same. Oh, uh, for yeah, Bonnie, I mean, it was kind of a right? double switch. Uh, yeah. They uh, took yeah. off DJ Taylor for, that's what it so was. Essentially, yeah. But I mean, essentially, you, it was Kymar Lawrence for DJ Taylor and Bongi for Coleman to bring on, I guess, now at that point. You're still sure. sacrificing a defender for an attacker, though, which, uh, I mean, in but that kind of situation does make sense. You're down but still, at that point. You're down. But, and also, the the reasoning or the logic behind taking off Kelman, who was really pretty solid the entire match, um, even considering the well, I guess we haven't talked about it yet. Considering what's, what we're about to talk about, oh. he was solid as a defender. Yeah. So you're literally bringing on a, a essentially bringing on a defender in Lawrence for Taylor, who I suppose uh, should have come off because his passing was pretty bad. But yeah. you're you're getting rid of a solid defender and replacing w- with. Lawrence and replacing Lawrence on the right back with Dotson. So you're taking away an offensive player 
and putting him back into the back four. Yeah. Right. So you are, even though you bring in Bongi, you are ending up in the exact same spot you were because you just subtracted a defender and then subtracted an offensive player for to replace the defender. And I mean, sorry, it's yeah. Before we it's like a fire weapon, yeah, but yeah, it, it didn't really make any difference. He didn't yeah. he didn't do anything that was going to benefit the offense, and he didn't do anything that was going to benefit the defense. I mean, it was just blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let, before we get to the next goal, guys, I want to say um, I'm trying to be professional on this podcast. I've tried to be professional as I possibly can. But I know I've had two women come down here, uh, friends of mine, who have touched my head. I don't understand what's going on upstairs right now. Oh, this is the post Kayla's memorial party here. There's drinking going on. It's Sunday night. I don't, I don't get it. So I apologize, guys, if uh, other people come into the podcast and try to make. I, I muted it again because I didn't want to have that on the podcast, but. Sorry, boys. It's it's yeah, you're, you're, yeah, no, you're fine. It's yeah. crazy around here. It's freaking yeah. nuts. Um, and they're all like, Oh, what are, what are you doing? Come up. I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. Just leave me alone for like half an hour more. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's okay. Just pretend we're at a bar, you know, getting yeah, yeah. just getting bothered by all of our fans, you know. I mean, yeah, I, you I, can I, pretend you're, uh, you're at the bar and you're back no, to your back wall there. No, I the girls do not touch my head at bars, Connor. They don't do that, but um, it's true. It's true. I haven't seen some of these people for like 15 years, so they've want to touch me it's fine um so let's talk about uh the the next goal guys which technically is an own goal uh yeah. with Kalman. but who I, I can't see it very well who had Who's the Will shot oh, oh sorry jordan morris, jordan yeah. morris. Jordan jordan morris. morris. okay yeah. jordan morris okay and um, i mean yeah it, it's a weird i don't it, i don't i'm trying to i don't even know where to start on this one first of all you david you mentioned it, but i'll say it again yeah i mean Kalman. You really can't blame him for the own goal. I mean, in fact, in my he was the only one, you know, with 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 again, I'll say it, the effort. It seemed mm-hmm. like at least he yeah, he he actually tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy how crazy. I mean, okay, I mean, you do have to credit Seattle and Jordan Morris for his run, and but mm-hmm. I just again, who is it? It's it's is it Dawson and Trap again? It's Trap's just, the one that gave it away. Yeah, and Boxy was out of position. Boxy was out of position. It was such yeah. a bad giveaway, mm-hmm. and it. Kelman was the only dude that tried to do anything. Yeah. And it, it was a good angle for Morris and, um, yeah. you know, dots or sorry, uh, God, Dotson. St. Clair went um, the way the ball should have gone. Had right, it not right, deflected. Right, right. So. See, there, there's a good yeah. chance. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unlucky. It's unfortunate yeah. um, for, for Coleman because yeah, I mean, there's a good chance. It's hard to, you can't know for sure, but you, there's at least a decent chance that, Dane St. Clair might have made a save on that ball right. if it had not been deflected. But, and at the same time, had it Kelman done nothing, then he would have gotten just ripped apart. So right. Right. he it did what he had to do. Back. Yeah, right. he did what he had to do. And it, like you said, Dave, it was unlucky. But um, goal aside, guys, I mean, this becomes an issue because now it's 2-0. Oh, well, it, and at this and, point. And, I, and it, against Seattle, guys. I've written off the game at this point, we, essentially. We said this before, we have not scored goals this year. So the chance we're going to come back and even tie this game is very, very low. Right. Uh, your hope is, of course, somehow the offense like clicks, something happens, and they get a spark. But that we haven't seen that this year, guys. Right. We have not seen no. it. And 
I just want to take a minute to talk about the, the goal scoring drought because Dave and I talked earlier today at the, at, at the Memorial, uh, we talked about scoring goals and I said, it's great if you get one goal a game or one goal a game and you can hold the team to zero or one. And they had been doing that. And they've been doing that, but this is Seattle. Yes. Okay. This is a team that's going to score goals on you. No matter what you fucking do, they're going to score goals on you. So you you can't, you can't rely on that. You can't rely on getting one goal a game. Um, And this has been a problem this year. And, my hope is, and I don't think I right, let's briefly guys, let's, let's go round table here. Let's ask a question. Do you think we're going to continue to see this problem? Uh, my, me personally, I think we're going to see this problem for another couple of games, but uh, David, what do you think? Uh, God, you know, I, I, I think it's possible that we're going to see it for, another I, I I think it's highly dependent on what he does mm-hmm. if he can if he can stick with the front four that seems the most electric which mm-hmm. is Bongi Ray Lud and Amaria um, I think it will end sooner than later um, but I do not see him uh not playing around. Uh, right. The second thing is also whatever the hell is going on with Ariaga. Mm-hmm. Um, if this continues oh. throughout the season, whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a problem because we cannot play through the midfield with Trap and Dodson. Um, right. It's just not going to work. Uh, so I, I didn't answer your question. I, I think it's it's dependent, but I don't foresee it changing immediately. Right. Connor, changing or not? I mean, in the next couple um, of games. I mean, in, in the next couple of games, I don't think so. We're headed down to Austin next week. Uh, yeah. So, and Austin has been scoring goals like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a big surprise, obviously. But then you've got home against Colorado, which we rarely score more than two against, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um I will say on May 7th, we do have Cincinnati at home. Mm. That's, I think, where we could score more than one. Could be a blow-up. Um, could be a blow-up game. That could be a blow-up game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we could uh, see the uh, the trend broken on May 7th. But our next four games before that are Austin, Colorado, Chicago, and LAFC, all of whom are doing very well this year. And, so And let's – Quickly, guys, let's bring up Chicago a little bit because Chicago has been great defensively yeah. at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, Dave, do you think we break yeah. this? Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I think to me, I mean, there, there's problems. We've discussed them. But, I mean, a lot of it is, especially, you know, if we, you know, if we're going to talk about the last 10, 15 minutes of this game against, you know, against Seattle, yeah. um, it's, it's finishing, you know, it, it, and yeah. some of these chances are just, you want to bang your head against the wall as a fan, because I mean, they're just, they should be just automatic, but players of this quality, if you want to use that word. Um, but I, I just think they're on the, the verge. I do believe that this is a talented team. I know there's been some debate on that, but I do believe that it's a talented team especially the tacking final, the front, the front four. And I, I yeah. think 
it has to happen sooner and later. I'm stunned. I'm honestly stunned that they've averaged one goal a game through five. And I keep predicting otherwise. And I think it, it has to come. And Connor, you mentioned it, you know, it better come uh, next week, you know, against a team like uh, Austin, who, you know, is scoring goals left and right. I mean, I know some of that's a little bit skewed. I think they scored what? Or didn't they score four or five in one game? But bottom line is yeah. they're fully they scored capable. five in their first two games. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're fully capable of scoring goals though. And I think, so answer is yes. I think it, it is going to come. And yeah. I would like to, I'll, I would, I think Dave made a good point. I think we want to see the preferred, you know, attacking forward. And I think, you know, Bongi has to be a part of that, especially if mm-hmm. as Franco, I mean, I think we forget Franco has scored for this, has scored for this team. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's shown that last year as well. I think he could be a part of it, but from what we've seen from Bongi, we've got good so, options there. So yes. So let me let me bring up something there, Dave. Now that you've mentioned Franco, because I know David will want to chime in here too. Um, so uh, circling back to uh, what you said before about uh, Dunlady having his good fifteen minutes per game, that's a good thing when you're coming in as a super sub, like what Mason Toy used to do for Minnesota. That's true. Uh, that's true. So. Uh, what I think, and I'm what I'm sure um, a couple of you, at least a couple of you think uh, as well, is that uh, Bongi should be in the starting lineup from now on. Uh, yeah. And that would make for that electric front four. And then maybe if you want to take off Bongi at the 70th or 75th minute, you put Dunlady in and uh, or or Franco. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which brings me to the next uh, topic. Um I we were we were texting back and forth during the game, and I, along with David, do not want to see Franco in the starting lineup again. No, um, absolutely no. Yeah, um, uh, Franco, guys, we've talked about him on this podcast before. He's an interesting subject. Um, we, I think, we liked what we saw of him last year in in pieces at first. Right? At I first, think. I think, but yeah. I also think, I also think there were parts of Franco that were good. But there was a lot of parts of Franco that were not good. Okay. Right. Can Franco be uh, a guy who comes in late in games to score a goal? Absolutely. Right. Don't want Franco in there 90 minutes of the game. No, I don't. I'd rather see Bongi in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I think um, something that can be said there are good parts of tequila and there are also bad parts of tequila. I mean, I, I just don't think you want to rate a player like that. I mean, yeah. look, if I, I think Franco is kind of like tequila. He, he, you know, he, it's fantastic for a while. And then once you've had too much, it's like, Oh shit. That's true. And, That's true. and then you just wish it never happened. True. Uh, you know, for me, I think Franco doesn't belong on our squad anymore. Maybe yeah. in a bit part mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. where we need mm-hmm. somebody that let's say for instance, we have Ariaga yeah. um, and Dotson or Ariaga and Rosales, whatever the yeah. case may be in the middle, in the defensive mid, and we can play through the middle a little bit mm-hmm. and we need to slow down the pace of the game. And you want a little bit more technicality. Franco can work. Yeah. I- but- but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just don't think if you're trying to play this this counterattacking football that Adrian Heath wants to play, and which is very common in a four-two-three-one mm-hmm. or four-three-two-one, sorry, um, 
no, four, two, three, four, two, three, one. Yeah. Yeah. I've had enough elk call today too. Um, I just don't think that he is that guy. He's not quick. He, he's well, really yeah. not that fast. And I don't well, think let, he has before really I, that great Dave, vision. Dave, before you talk, I, just quickly, I think Heath has seen that, David. I think Heath, that's why Franco is not starting. I think well, he's, he's he was injured. I mean, Tony. And, but, Tony, I, I don't disagree with you guys at all. But, I mean, I, I think I'm surprised that we've seen as much as Bongi as we have. And that's certainly one of the bright spots other than, you know, I mean, Hey, this was the first loss of the season in, in five games, but just the fact that Hongwe is is making the contributions that he is, that surprised me that he that make an impact this fast. So that's a good thing. So that's yeah. why we're having this conversation. And I other, agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing, I think we definitely say last night we definitely miss Kervin Ariaga. I, I mean, he's a, he's he can yeah. change the game. He's so talented and versatile. And then also the other, you know, another bright spot, and you mentioned it briefly with. It'd be interesting to see Ariaga and Rosales combination in the defensive mid because that Rosales, you know, he, we cre- we question when and where and you know the tactical sub that was made with him, but he was he was a bright spot in this game. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was a little shaky initially, but um, yeah, I I thought he did did fantastic, and you know that brings up the question then, well, what about Dawson? Mm-hmm. And honestly. I, I would pick the Hunter National over uh, Dotson any day right now because yeah, I agree. We, I mean, look, you know, Dotson can't even make the national team for the U.S. He can't yeah. even get on the short list or the long list. Yeah. And so when you have a player like Rosales who's starting for Honduras, that immediately says that there's probably a chance he's better. He's a better option um, than I, Dotson. I test says I think he is. And I, I think we could, I mean, we could spend a shitload of time, guys. Oh, yeah, we could on do the, the Dawson Rodas thing. But let's get out of this game first. Um, guys, so we, had the penalty. we had the penalty. was picking Rosales, which is a good segue. Rosales, uh, yeah. He, he gets a penalty it. there. And, of course, guys, who was going to take the penalty for us? Ray. I honestly yeah. thought it was going to be Amaria. Well. I was a little uh, surprised. Just uh, a tiny bit. Guys, I, I I get where you're coming from, David, but Ray's the guy. I mean, he is. When it comes to penalty kicks, he's Ray is still solid. He's the guy. Yeah, I don't care if he's had like numerous bad games in a row because he freaking has. There, but there, penalty there kicks, no, that's guy. And that well, and that's certainly how probably the team views it. It was funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it was quite obvious penalty there. There was no mm-hmm. arguing really about that yeah. one. But it's funny to see Ray come just running in towards you know, the end line to grab the ball and Armory is just kind of standing there watching him run towards yeah. the ball. That, yeah. That's well, and, and again, and, that, and he took it well, he, it was a nice, it was a very good take. And I, I want to see him taking penalty kicks. I do. I, Especially I, he needs a goal. He, he needs a goal. A goal. He, he needs got some, it. Yeah. And hopefully this moment, yeah. you know, just that little spark of confidence that it's going to give him. Unfortunately, the team didn't win, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they this didn't? will cert- Oh, Dave, God. Spoiler alert. Uh, alert. Damn it, Dave. (laughs) Podcast is over. Sorry to to everybody listening who didn't watch the game and we're relying on this podcast to get the uh, results of the game. But yeah, so you know what I mean. I I hope that's a pot, a really positive for his confidence. So we get that. Yeah, exactly. We get that goal from Ray. And then I, guys, Mm -hmm. I think we had some more chances oh, at the end of the game. That's what I was talking about. I was talking the yeah. head-banging chances. That's what yeah. I mean, let's see. I thought in my head, Reynoso had an attempt. It was more a reaction, but, man, mm-hmm. it could have easily have gone in mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. 
Uh, who had another one? I'm off the top uh, Maria had a pretty close one there. Boxing uh, missed one. Bongi missed one. Bongi yeah, Amaria had that one that missed by like six who, inches. Who yeah. did I say? Yeah, that's who did I say? You I, said I Ray. To, I meant to say Amaria. That's yeah. yeah I was Rosales had one. Amaria had. I mean, from what I'm looking at, guys, I think we had plenty they, of chance at the end. So it, for the, it, it, again, for the um, for the last ten minutes, uh, just mm-hmm. like the first fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. we dominated the yeah. last ten, which we. Uh, I mean, there were plenty of good chances where we could have equalized. Could we have won? I'm not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. but we definitely could have equalized. But I mean, it's it's another area that frustrates me because you I mean, now all of a sudden you've you've got this lucky penalty kick that you've taken and you're down by one goal. You're down by one goal. And it's it's a motivational. It's kind of just like, where was that motivation throughout the entire game? You know, right. You know, and I I texted you guys that (laughs) I was like, the wheels have come completely off in the match and it's just fucking chaos at this point because yeah. that's exactly what it was. The last 10, 15 minutes was just yeah. complete and utter chaos. Yeah. And it, it was like, there was, I don't, I don't think there was any meaning or, or defined meaning to anything we did. It's just, everybody was desperate for a goal. And yeah. somebody on Twitter today, I had seen the tweet and I wanted to note it. And then I forgot. So I can't credit you. Um, but somebody on Twitter today was saying, why is it, or asking Ashton, why is it that we only look threatening when we absolutely have to, yeah. when we're desperate? Yeah. What, well, what is wrong yeah. with our mentality? Like, what is building that mentality? And, I, and I, We can't do that. We can't play a game could, like that. We could, again, David, we could do a whole podcast about the first couple of games of the season and talk about what the fuck we're missing. Okay. I, we could, I, I, it's okay. ridiculous. We talked about this in the previous games. Like yeah. when is it going to actually build up to be more than a goal? When are we actually going to like come forward and, and do something great on offense? Yep. Every game we're talking about this shit, but it's not happening right now. And, and, no. Good no. lord! Everybody's got their own ideas about what what we can do, what we can't do. Oh, what the fuck, you know? But you um, know, that's the thing. Everybody has an idea, except for Adrian Heath. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but I, I, I wonder if he has an idea, but it just uh, it, it changes every ten minutes or so. I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's get out of this game, guys, and, and just say it's the first our first loss of the season. Uh, we were on a streak of an unbeaten an unbeaten streak for. Four, four games, inches. four games, yeah. right? Which yeah. is which is good. I mean, last year we sucked in the beginning. We were <laughs> yeah, here. So this is as a step forward. Um, it was Seattle. We know what Seattle does to us. We know we we've been there, yep. done that. I, 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 I can't wait until that shit's done. Yeah, but it's Seattle. Yeah, let's, wow. let's before we go to break, guys. Let's talk about Austin next week. Mm-hmm. Let's get some predictions <clears throat> oh, because I think it's going to be interesting because Austin has scored a lot of goals in the first couple of games. They come back down to earth a little bit. Um, we haven't. Oh. We haven't. Yeah. We've not given up a lot of goals, but we haven't scored a lot of goals. So is this the game that breaks our way? Is this the game where we finally? Break out of whatever slump we have. I'll go first. 
I'm going to say, this isn't Chris is crazy, guys. I'm going to say we're going to win this game four to two. Four to two. Wow. Four to two. I mean, wow. I have, I have to, I have we're, to. We're going to score. We're going to score four goals in one game when we've scored five goals all season. Right. This is this is a game away that, from home. Break. Away from home. Okay. Hey. This is a game that breaks us. This is all right. All right. Okay. Four to two. Uh, right. uh, David, what do you got? Um, I, I was going to go with a win as well, um, but I, <laughs> I think it's going to be two one. Right. In favor of who? Of us. I think we're. I think we'll win it. I, I think our defense is is good enough to hold Austin, and I think we're finally going to score multiple goals. Right, Connor. Uh, oh boy, um, Austin's a tough team to predict, in my opinion. They've they uh, they've beaten they, they, they've the first two games of the season they beat Cincinnati five 0 and they beat Inter Miami five one. Both teams, both of those teams, were not good last year. Um, then they draw San Jose, who is also not good, mm-hmm. but then they draw Seattle Sounders, who have been pretty good. So, mm, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's a, that's a tough game for me to predict, man. Um, I think, uh, I, I think it's going to be a one, one draw. Oh, Christmas. I, I don't know if I think that away from home, mentality i mean it worked for us against new york red bulls but i think that away from home mentality uh is just going to get to us i don't think we'll lose but i think uh i yeah it's all right we're going to continue our trend of not scoring more than one goal a game i think so dave are you on the goal scoring side (laughs) or the non-goal scoring side is it downer dave is it downer dave down it's it's not gonna be believe it or not it's not downer dave and i've been listening to all your guys' descriptions and and cases that you're making for the results next week and boy i really could i could go either way but to keep it short i'm gonna go minnesota with a three two win so not quite as crazy as tony with the four goal scores but I'm going to say I can't be wrong every time because I feel yeah. like at least the last 30 <laughs> games, I've been predicting multiple yeah. goals yeah. scored. It's going to happen eventually. It just has to. I mean, yeah, it has I, to. It has to, guys. Eventually. Now, they didn't do. Now, keep in mind, Minnesota did not score. The, you know, how many times last all of last season did they score three or more yeah. goals? I, I mean, was, you can count twice. them on a couple fingers. Yeah. yeah. So I, I am being, I'm definitely not down or Dave, but I, I, I think this is, I think it has to happen eventually. And I'm, I'm going to pick next week and i'll probably right. be so on again. so dave just just let you know don't put money on the game then. Mm-hmm. yes don't do that do not i'm yeah. not i he, will not he did help I'll you look- connor he had put money on uh, chelsea and yes. that's oh, why yeah, yeah. david i've been meaning Full, to talk to you yeah. about that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry right, boys um yeah my, my for those who are listening my brentford overcame all odds last weekend and beat chelsea in chelsea yeah. Four to one, and uh, to 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 that point, David had to like just put uh, pour like you know water on the flames. Like, well, they were missing guys. Blah, blah, no, blah, I didn't. Blah, I didn't say that. I didn't blah, say they were blah. missing it. Well, they I didn't guys, say they were missing. Guys, I said who, nine of their guys, guys who have played internationally. Well, it's, it's a, good transition. David, to after the, it might David, be good. Tra- 
it's good transition to after the break. I mean, because yeah. clearly, and this is not this is David time, but clearly the reason Chelsea lost is because Christian Pulisic was not starting. Exactly. Is, David, is that the reason? David, I don't know. Exactly David, why. that's no. the only reason. David, let him have the win, okay? It's <laughs> I, one I, I, win. Let him have the win. My okay? Brentford are fighting relegation. Okay? Let him have we the win. We needed the win. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> For Pete's sakes. <laughs> no, guys. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go to break, just a quick break, guys. We'll come back for the break. Let's talk quickly about uh, the World Cup and where they the U.S. team is going to be, who they're playing. And we have uh, – Connor, do you have, like, a couple of uh, history stuff? I have some history, yeah. All right. And then after that, uh, I don't have a funny story, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about something uh, uh, for me because I just have to get off my chest. So uh, we'll be back in one minute, guys. Cool. everybody we're back short break um let's guys let's talk about world cup stuff um uh, which the draw was on friday mm-hmm. for the world cup uh let's talk about the u.s because that's i think most of us want to talk about the u.s well yeah congratulations yeah since we last uh, recorded so yeah mm-hmm. congratulations to the u.s men's national team qualified beat panama what was it 4-1 in orlando that yes a- yes yes Huge and, result. Uh, of course, they kind of they they went out with a fizzle at, at Costa Rica, another uh, place where they just historically have not done can't, well. Can't really yeah. So the draw happened. Um, we got drawn into the uh, group, group with group, group B, B with England. Yep. England's yep. a top yes. group there, and then it's us, Iran, and then who's the last one, guys? So it's the know. European qualifier. Uh, okay. The the possible teams there are Wales. Scotland and Ukraine. Okay. And so, yeah. So, yeah, let's, basically, I think Ukraine's game against Scotland was postponed. Obviously, for dude. obvious reasons. Let's, yes. let's, let's talk about Ukraine, guys. Um, because uh, me personally, and I think I talked to Dave about this Ukraine coming into this World Cup, if they're in our group, is going to be good and bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good because it's Ukraine and we all are for Ukraine against Russia. We all love it. Bad because the the, the narrative of this World Cup will be Ukraine, 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 especially in that first group. Yeah. And it sucks to say that, but that'll hap- that will happen if they're in there. Definitely. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and we should say, and to your point, Tony, I mean, that if whoever wins, you know, of those three, whoever mm-hmm. advances into the World Cup finals, mm-hmm. um, they uh, that will be the U.S.'s first opponent. Yeah. And there's yeah. again, I want to say this. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, and, and, and guess what? If Ukraine's in there, I wish them all the best. But the timing yeah. is is yeah. not the greatest yeah um and we we're not going to talk on this podcast about russia versus ukraine because we could get into it but it sucks that that soccer team has to be playing right now in the world cup and dealing with what they have going on at home you know sure, it, yeah. it's a terrible definitely thing. yeah terrible thing yeah um so it'll be interesting to see if they they progress Let's talk about U.S. in this group, guys. England, probably one of the best teams they could get 
at the top of the group. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's that's definitely debatable. They're winnable. They're yeah. winnable. David's right. They're In winnable. Group a, you winnable. knew most likely, yeah. most likely, um, you were gonna get. Well, no, I shouldn't say most likely. In in Group A, you know, um, you were going to get a difficult – I mean, I'm sorry, in Pot 1, minute, uh, the U.S. was coming out of Pot 2. So, of course, you're going to be with a Pot 1 team, and you knew almost certainly yeah. it was going to be a very strong team. So, if you look – I think I was thinking about it like – I think England out of the eight clubs that were in Pot 1 – eight national teams I'm, I'm sorry i'm getting my club and mm-hmm. national football mixed up but yeah. out of the eight teams in that first pot i think england would have been my third choice as far as yeah. if you're like the team that i would want to see maybe mo- most i think portugal would have been i would have rather have been grouped with portugal okay um and and you mm-hmm. can make and qatar probably i mean let's not forget we saw qatar in the what was it the the gold cup Gold Cup. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're a decent team, but still, I think you'd probably have to rather see Qatar. You'd rather see Portugal. You can make a case maybe for a couple more teams, but they, I don't know. I was fairly happy when I saw England. And, and a side note, did you guys see the reaction in uh, the Minnesota United locker room? They were watching the draw and they showed Heath's reaction and as well as some of the players. And he, oh, you could man. tell he was excited. <laughs> yeah. he was excited. Well, I, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, look, you know, I, I think obviously Qatar would have been the best. Um, yeah. I I think England is the second best. Mm-hmm. Um, all those other squads, I would not want to face. Um, oh. I, I I would have preferred facing a Comnibol because even though it could be Brazil or Argentina, it's still we would not have faced another yeah. um, solid team. Right. I, I, you know, facing a UEFA team, you could have any number of other UEFA teams. Right. Um, and right. so for me, I was like, I would prefer not having UEFA. But um, I, I think, you know, England, technically, we've never lost in meaningful competition to them. Um, uh, and so for me, I think, eh, you know, England is always overrated. Um, but- I, I don't think that I'm terribly concerned i the one the team that i'm actually most concerned about is iran um because iran's actually pretty solid which is surprising yeah considering they're they're actually pretty good and i think that if there's one team we're going to um miscalculate it would be them yeah well Um, and and let's not and don't forget i mean i did because this it happened prior to my when prior to my growing interest in soccer international soccer specifically was but in 1998 the world cup that i famously didn't even know was going on i happened to be in montreal for the final checking into this hotel we're like what the hell is going on and the the lady at the counter looked at us like we were crazy she's you know it's the world cup final france oh, those is in french it. canadians I'm, I'm in yeah so anyways anyways got off on tangent there i just thought this was funny but yeah in that in that world cup the u.s lost against iran yeah well yeah. guys uh, of that group, I, Iran's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I get that. But let's talk about just quickly. England well, versus I mean, United, you hope, Eng- you hope not. But. England versus United States, guys. That, um, if there's if there's one if there's one team, I like the U.S. to play and potentially beat it's England. And you guys know why Definitely. that is? It's because I think a lot of fans of soccer in the United States base their soccer fandom on. English in the Premier League, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So it's always nice because we're kind of the redheaded stepchild of soccer in the world. I MLS is, we all know this. Right. And England's like the top tier. Yeah. So our national team beating their national team gives us a little more like, Hey, well, we're good. And, you know? and England is so arrogant towards us. Exactly. So, I mean, anything. That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, I, I you know, couldn't, couldn't help but see some of the headlines in, in the, the British papers that were just kind of basically yeah. saying, you know, and got it's lucky. three points. Yeah. And, I mean, and in fact, Callum, Callum Williams made a joke about it. And he's like, wife, that's his, the. Do you see his wife came back on that shit? No, actually, I didn't see the response. His wife said, if you want to sleep with pretty much in the same house as me, you better not be cheering for England. Pretty much, that's what she said. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, and, and to, to be to be fair, he said easy three points or whatever. He didn't yeah. technically say it was the U.S., but, but uh, obviously, you know, on, yeah, his right. wife came back on that shit. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think um, for me, the big thing for me is we're going to play England on Black Friday. There are going to be no American football games. It's going to be midday. Yeah, that is going to be massive for soccer in the United States. It's well, the, it just is because you I was telling Johnny this. Um you it's like the most patriotic possible moment. Like Republicans are going to fall in love with soccer because mm-hmm. they're going to see the United States go up against England mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, "Yay, USA." And they're going to fall in love with soccer because right. it's like a patriotic moment. Yeah, no, it ha- it, it happens it does and it happens at least, you know, in the last five or whatever cycles that I've been following the world cup. And it, it does ever, even like, it, you know, that's exactly what the world cup turns into. And that's why it was just devastating for the U S not to qualify right. in 2018. You right. know, to miss, yeah. you know, it's been eight years since there, you know, the U S has been in a world cup. So yeah, it was really a shame they didn't qualify, but yeah, I think we're going to see that all over again. Um, and the timing, yeah, is probably pretty good right. as opposed so, to the middle of the summer. Right. So fun fact, guys, um, you, uh, you guys remember my buddy Scott that was on the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously him being from England and I picked for the uh, for the European qualifier, uh, I picked Wales to win that one. And he Ooh. happens to be dating a Welsh woman. Ooh. So that'll bring up some interesting rivalry in, in November. I cannot wait for those matchups. Um it's going to be, uh, I think all of our games are going to be two o'clock our time. Yeah. One o'clock. Uh, one, o- one o'clock. One yeah. o'clock central. Is yeah. it one two o'clock? o'clock my time? Two o'clock, o'clock my time. time. Eastern time. Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I want to say, guys, two things. One, Brit's pub on Black Friday is going to be fucking nuts. Well, <laughs> with, with the pad, the, the, is the patio still going to be open? It should be at that time. Well, I mean, it's November, right? That's November. I mean, there you should, never know. There shouldn't be snow. There well, shouldn't be. I hope be. not. Well, it's possible. It's, it's Minnesota. You, you never know. I can tell when you I'm what. S- I've been to plenty of cold uh, uh, gopher football games on that on that day or that weekend. And it, I'm let, let me tell you, it can be cold. There's but it's not. There. I mean, it can be, but. But I'm thinking in the last not, 10 years, in the last yeah. 10 years, it's not that yeah. It's been yeah. like but 15 degrees in the last 20 years. I'll give, you guys, I'll give you guys three of us an alternative. Omni, of course, we'll have it on. So we should probably Ooh, go there. Black I Friday. like that idea. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Um, and two, I don't know what England's problem is. I mean, we pretty much uh, saved them in WW2. So I don't get <laughs> what the fuck the problem is. 
Well, yeah. we got we 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 got them back in the 1950 World Cup when we beat them that that when yeah. that year. So. Uh, it, we but we saved their whole country, Connor. I don't. I, I, I you know, I I saw somebody uh, on Twitter say something about burning our white our White House down, and I was like, dude, that was Canada. That it was, was the right war. I mean, they they yeah. were involved, but Canadians actually burned the White House down. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. I yeah, I agree. You know, we we beat them. A bunch of farmers beat them, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and then our revolution sparked everyone else to break off yeah. from them. And then, right. and then we saved them in a war, in two wars actually, World War One, World true. War Two. We, we yeah. came to their yeah. aid. Yeah. They begged us yeah. to come over. Um, let's England, not. England's going to be favored to win that game. Oh, obviously. for sure. Well, they but, should. They but... will. They will be, but it'll be a better game than you you might think, though, because our yeah. this is the best team we've ever had. You hope, and so, it, you know, one of the best players in England right now is an American. So that's right. right. That's right. One of the best number tens um, in the world, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So again, guys, we'll be talking about this. I'm sure when MLS season ends and World Cup is going on, I'm sure we'll do podcasts about the World Cup. And everybody knows, but it it'll is be, good timing. That, it'll well, be, it's good and bad timing, but MLS be, season yeah. ends the week before. So yeah, one, exactly. yeah. It'll be one last, one last thing, though, guys. Um, United States have ne- has never beaten Iran. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know how many matchups they have. And like I said, they lost. Thanks, but... thanks, Connor, for bringing me down today. I don't yeah, know it's like, sorry. You, you said that I was tossing water on the Brentford. But bottom line, <laughs> bottom line, as far as the draw went, I mean, it wasn't best case scenario, but it wasn't the worst case scenario. And you it was good. No, see, I, I, I liked yeah. the draw. I thought you it was clear, very well. You can clearly see a path. To, to to advancing out of the group for the yeah, US. Sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. in my opinion, uh, top of the group is nothing. There's nothing. No. It shouldn't be anything other than top of group. Yeah. And it's and it's a uh, it's up for grabs. I, I would say. Well, yeah. again, or second uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm setting my high. I'm setting it high. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we would do this podcast about the World Cup because it's happening every four years, and I don't think we've done a podcast during the World Cup. We haven't. I think uh, we started ours after the last World Cup, so this will be. That's going to be fun. Be, no, be, we started it before, but the U.S. wasn't in it. I don't think we talked about it. Yeah, we That's talked right. about it. So, yeah. so we'll yeah. we'll be doing a podcast about the World Cup. I think we'll be doing that. Um, yeah. Let's get some. History. Yeah, right. Because we we went. Sorry, we went right. to Germania. Yeah, for the World we, Cup. Yeah, we did. That's right. We did. And Germania, you know, and that ended their and existence. Yeah, they closed after we went there. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Dave. Good. Yeah. I mean. This has been sad. Um, well, that was a fan. That was a phenomenal game. It was a phenomenal game and a phenomenal podcast, by the way. Yes, it was, especially uh, with Johnny. We had lots of Johnny Nels going. Trunk Johnny was pretty good. Crazy. Um, Connor, you got some a uh, couple of history dates for us today. I have a few. Yeah. Oh. Um. So today is April third. We are going to go back. I miss your intro, by the way, Tony. Mm-hmm. Your intro is, was pretty awesome back in the day. Oh, um, yeah, so we're gonna go back a week, and uh, just so you know, a week ago today was March 27th. Nothing happened. Oh, that's good. N- nothing has happened on uh, March 27th. So, yeah. um, we're gonna go to uh, so we're gonna go to March uh, 31st, 2017. United signed uh, Mark Birch and Sam Cronin, both from the Colorado oh, Rapids. Sam Cronin, yeah, remember him. Sam Cronin, yeah. yeah, remember that a player with so much promise. I liked him when he played for. We traded him, traded yeah. him to the uh, Colorado Rapids, didn't we? 
Did we? Trade? I think that was that was Sam Nicholson. Oh, Sam Nicholson. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Cronin. Cronin was the guy with the head injury. Head injury. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Solid um, player, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a solid player. Another one that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, in 2015, April 1st, United signed Geisen Mora, a Brazilian soccer player from Haugang United, who played in the Singaporean Premier League. Mm. Wow. That's a mouthful. I don't mouthful. remember that at all. No, was, yeah, this was back in the NASL days. I don't I don't remember. Oh, and also on the same day we signed uh, in 2013, we signed a defender uh from the Portland Timbers Reserves called Kyle Altman. Mm. Fun fact about him, three months later he retired. Mm. So um, that was yeah. that was very much worth the signing. Yeah. And then we'll go to today, um April 3rd, 2014. That's just the one stat. 2014, United drew a friendly. 1-1 against the University of, of Nebraska Omaha. Nice. Wow, this is a sad yeah. point of sad. history. Very sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of uh bright bright spots. I think we yeah. only had the one win uh in 1986. The strikers beat the Baltimore Blast. So nice. That was it. All right. Well, thank you, Connor. Yeah. Um uh no funny story today, guys, because uh this is uh I, I said before, this is it was Kayla's celebration of life. My my uh, my sister in law who uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago, and I want to say a couple of things about that. First of all, uh, she did commit suicide, guys, and and I want to say if if there's anybody out there who's either thinking about that or have friends who are thinking about that, please get help. Um, your family and friends are there to help you. Um, they, you should never ever go through this and, 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 and do what she did. There's so many options out there for it. Um, It was a great, great celebration of life today. A lot of friends of hers showed up from up here. A lot of our families showed up here. It was, it was fantastic. Um, But again, to be her age uh, and to, uh, not be around anymore is it's 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 sad um, how old was she if you don't mind me asking she, i think she was 38 oh wow um and she was in a and she was in a, a bad situation guys i another thing i want to bring up is um if you're ever in a situation with domestic problems please get help um, as she was married and she had some relationship problems with her husband and we found out about that just now and I wish we had found out about it sooner because we could have done something about it um, but it's another thing I, I, I think that needs to be said is um, we all see things on the news guys about these types of situations and we think it can't happen to us well, it did happen to me. It happened to my family, you know, so get help, you know, go reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, a friend, a coworker, whatever, and get help because the people that you leave behind are always going to think what they could have done to help the situation. I think about it since Kayla died. I thought about it every day. 
what could I have done to keep her here, to keep her around? And it's not a good place to be. It's not. So um, the other thing I want to talk about, and this is crazy, it's happened to me. We had this going on with Kayla and we, I've, my family has got me on my, my um, oldest daughter. Um, and I told you guys this was diagnosed with uh, anorexia. Um, and it's been a struggle for us for a couple of weeks now. Um, so if you know anybody who's dealing with that, please reach out and get help. Um, it is something that's getting worse and worse. Oh, the statistics are crazy. I looked into this um, and younger kids are getting this at younger ages. Um, and it sucks. It really sucks. I, to have a kid dealing with not eating properly is one of the worst feelings as a, a parent you could possibly have guys. Um, so, um, she's going to get the help she needs, but again, if you need somebody who's got that problem, please reach out or somebody you know reach out and get some help um i hate to bring this podcast down on this level guys but it's been a crazy month for me for sure um, and uh i appreciate uh there's three guys i do this podcast with and they've been great all month with me even though i haven't been in the right mind at all <laughs> Um, hey man, we're we're always yeah. here for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thank you guys. I thank you guys. And, yeah, and all that need to be said. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and our listeners too. Uh, you know, it's been a it's been a struggle. It's been a bad freaking month. It's been a bad month. I just I just want to get over with March. Thankfully, it's April now, so hopefully we can move on and be uh, be better. I will say one more thing before we go, guys. Um, that was a great song. Uh, by Lionel Richie and the uh, what his band he's before that the Commodores. Commodores. Yeah. It's called the the Tears of the Clown when you're not around. And my personality has always been to put on a really good face for everybody else. And when I'm by myself, I let it go. And I think there's a lot of people out there who do the same thing. Um, so I might seem great when I'm doing this podcast, but when I leave it, I'm a little bit messed up. And I think a lot of people are like that guys. So you never know what somebody's dealing with when you're dealing with them on a personal level. So be nice to people, <laughs> you know, always treat people great. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry to end this podcast like this, but I had to, Get it all out today, guys, because it's been a crazy day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, well said, Tony. Yep. And I uh I thank I thank you guys. I think Connor, Dave, David, you guys have been great. Um, it's been you know, I couldn't uh ask for better friends than you guys. So um let's end it there. Uh we have a game against Austin come up next weekend, guys. We'll have a podcast next weekend. Hopefully, things for me will be a little better next weekend. Uh so for myself, Tony. For Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you. See you.